NFL is back. Oh, yes. Episode four of the Burn in Hell podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Zach. It's a magical time here in the desert. We have the temperatures are starting to drop a little bit. And we're entering this magical week of football. And it's awesome. This week, it's NFL kickoff week, right? It's maybe the best time all year to be an NFL football fan because there's this glimmer of hope in your heart that your team doesn't suck as bad as everyone else thinks it does. And no games have been played yet, so there's no real proof in the pudding, but there's this feeling of like, we could be okay, we could be better than maybe we think. And let's embrace that. This is, this is a magical time of the year. And yes, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now. But fortunately, we have something else this week to help us get through. First, I want to say I have to give the NFL and their teams, their organizations, the players, the coaches, a huge amount of credit for even getting to this point where they've gone through training camp, they've gone through all of the normal preseason rigmarole, and they've done a very good job keeping themselves safe. Um, and, you know, it really is surprising to me that they've done this well, and I'm glad to be wrong. I'm totally glad to be wrong. So let's give them credit where credit is due. It looks like what happens when you have an organization of people with good leadership and a kind of goal that they fixate on, and then they use massive amounts of testing and making sure that everyone is staying socially distant and being aware, hyper aware of how this disease can go from one person to the next and trying to mitigate that as much as possible, how successful these groups of people can be. And I think in a weird way, let's take a cue from the NFL and let's take a cue from some of these other sports that are, obviously they have a lot of money to invest in testing. That's, that's number one. But like, that's what we need to do as a society is sort of treat this like with a more heightened sense of a goal. And we're not really doing that, but let's give the NFL credit. The MLB has kind of come around and they're, they've gotten the train back on the tracks. So, you know, the NBA obviously in the bubble is doing a very good job. So let's give these organizations credit where credit's due. And I'm glad to be wrong. Anyway, enough about that, because I think what I want to do is I've been kind of like a nervous Nelly and a pessimist about all of this. And this week, I think we just need to take advantage of this little magical window of time and really enjoy that football is here, but it hasn't started yet. And that's like this little slice of football fan heaven. And I'm here for it. I'm going to try to like absorb it and enjoy it even though there's like a lot of other stuff going on, right? So let's let's just like sink into that and feel it and let ourselves feel okay about it. That's what I'm telling myself. All right, the season starts tonight. Um, as I'm recording this podcast, it's Thursday morning. We have the Chiefs and the Texans starting tonight. Could not be more excited to watch this game. 
And also, uh, I had my fantasy football draft last night. So Patrick Mahomes is was one of my keepers, and so I'm excited to watch him play. I hope everyone had good fantasy drafts. Um, ours was excellent. It was very fun. I've been in a league for a long time. Like I don't even know how long this league's gone on. It's it's that it's that long running, and it's a 12 team league, and it's full of awesome people. And if you're not a part of a league, and just you just got to find your buds and do it. It's really fun. Okay, Cardinals week one, going into San Fran, facing the 49ers, the NFC champion 49ers. I've been thinking about the beginning of the season, what it means for Cardinal fans, and what it means just in my own brain, what I'm thinking about. And there are three things that I'm sort of fixating on at the moment. And I'll kind of start from maybe my least, not least important, but the thing that's lowest on my list that I'm thinking about is not really even football related. It's it's how is the team, the Cardinals specifically, going to deal with any players taking a knee or speaking out against, you know, systemic racism in our society and all of the things that we're seeing, all the challenges we're, we're facing. And I want to see how, A, the organization as a whole has their back. We know that Cliff Kingsbury, I think, has been very vocal and supportive and really articulate on this matter, which gives me a really good feeling just about where he's at. But I want to see how that translates to the organization, namely the owner, Michael Bidwell, who I really like Michael Bidwell. I think he's done a great job since he's taken over the franchise from his father. And But I do want to see how he responds to anything that could happen. If you have Kyler Murray taking a knee and DeAndre Hopkins taking a knee and who knows who else, like how, how is the organization going to respond? And then how are the fans going to respond? You know, Arizona is kind of this weird place where it's, it's definitely like leans conservative libertarian type environment. And there's obviously there's going to be a large chorus of people that are going to be like, oh, well, I'm not watching anymore. You know, I'm not watching because Kyler took a knee or whoever. So it'll be interesting just to see how that pans out. And and for me, just organizationally, what do the Cardinals do? How do they react to this? Um, and I'm interested to see that. And I think there's going to have there's this scenario is going to play out all over the NFL. I think different owners are going to have different postures towards all of this. And that's going to be interesting to watch. And I'm just sort of keyed in on Bidwell. Like, how is he going to react to any potential, you know, forceful communication from the players? I'm looking forward to seeing how the, how the organization responds. The second thing I'm thinking about is the defense. And I don't think this is like, I'm not you know, blazing any trails here. I think everyone is sort of wondering about that as well. When we watched last season, we saw the offense take some steps forward. Kyler took some steps forward. I think the defense maybe got just slightly better over time, but the defense was a huge weak spot. On paper, the defense looks a lot better. And we still have Vance Joseph. We, we, have, a, we have a much better, more talented defense on paper. How will that translate in games? How is that going to translate in helping get us wins? I felt like last year the offense would score enough points to win. 
in some of these close games that they lost and the defense just couldn't hold on, just couldn't snuff out the other offense and just for a possession here, or a possession there. And like just games got away from us because of that. So how does Vance Joseph take these new players, put them in his scheme and improve the overall defense in a way that's going to help the Cardinals win games? The third thing that I'm thinking about is Cliff Kingsbury. Going into last season and watching how that season unfolded and now seeing how Cliff Kingsbury has handled himself in the offseason going into his second season, there's nothing about Cliff Kingsbury that concerns me. But I'm still wondering if he's the dude. And let me preface all of this by saying, organizationally in the NFL, I feel like the most important role in any NFL organization is by far the owner. If you have a good owner who's engaged, who cares about being competitive, who cares about the fan base, and stays out of the way of the football operations, that's great. And I actually think Michael Bidwell in that regard is really good. Um, is he perfect? No. But I think in general, when you look at a guy like Michael Bidwell, and you also remember how his father ran the organization, you know that things could be so much worse. Like you could be a fan of the Washington football team and you could be dealing with the fact that you have this total douchebag as an owner. And it just, it's hard to have confidence in an organization when the owner sucks. So thank God we have Michael Bidwell, who I think is a, is more than competent owner. And as time goes on, I appreciate him more and more. The second most important role in an organization, in my opinion, is the coach. So I'm looking at Cliff Kingsbury thinking, is this the guy? Is this our Mike Tomlin? Is this our Bill Belichick? Is this our Pete Carroll, right? You have all of these coaches who year in and year out, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Seahawks, these are well-run teams, well-coached teams that are always going to be in the mix because of the leadership of the coach. And I'm wondering, is Cliff Kingsbury that guy? And there's nothing up until this point that tells me no, but I'm also looking for the affirmative. I'm looking for how does he settle into this role in the second year? And what does that tell me about the long-term future of the Cardinals? What kind of progress is this team going to make under his leadership that tells me, okay, he's the dude. The only thing that bothers me about Cliff Kingsbury is how anxious and nervous he seems on the sideline on game day. He's always shifting his weight back and forth, and it makes it kind of freaks me out a little bit. He looks so almost jittery in some ways. And to me, I kind of prefer the stoic, you know, Maybe the Bill Belichick role or the Andy Reid role where you're just chilling on the sideline, you're taking it all in, and it's just calm, and you're, you're a calm in the storm. He doesn't really embody that kind of energy to me. Maybe he's feeling that on the inside. I don't know. But that's the only thing that kind of <laughs> freaks me out about Kingsbury. But everything else, everything he says, the way he relates to his players, the way he seems to be able to make adjustments, to not be overly egotistical and system driven and saying, this is my system. This is what we do. And being able to be flexible is huge. I think even the best 
most egotistical coaches out there like Belichick are able to be fluid and say, every week's different. We're going to have a different type plan. And it seems to me like Kingsbury is open to that kind of thinking, which I like. So everything about him, I like. I just am wondering, you know, when push comes to shove, when he has to challenge a player or when a player is challenging him, how does he respond? And what's the progress being shown over the next year and something that we can expect to see going into year three? So I'm just trying to look long term. Is he the dude? And I think for me, the jury is still out, right? We don't know. I don't think we can really know if he's the dude quite yet. So that's the biggest thing in this season. Like, I think Kyler is going to hopefully take a step forward. I think in a lot of other ways, I think this team just looks better on paper. So we should be better. How much better? I don't know. But to me, the whole thing that ties it all together is Kingsbury. And is he the dude that takes this team into the next level for years to come? like challenging for this division for years to come, getting into the playoffs for years to come. Is he the guy that's going to take us there or not? And we don't know. At least I don't know. So let's see. Okay, so some predictions for this season. The first thing I'm going to talk about is like where are the Cardinals going to end up in this division? And I have no idea. I have no prediction for that. Right, I could see a scenario where the Cardinals are going to be last. I could see a scenario where the Cardinals actually challenge for the top of this division. But if they're just in the middle of the pack somewhere in this division, I will be happy as long as they can stay out of the cellar. Um, this is a good division, you know. I think the Rams could be improved. The 49ers are a solid team, top to bottom. The Seahawks are always, always in the mix. So. It's going to be a tough challenge, but like, here's the thing. This is the division we're in and we have to meet the challenge. We have to figure out how to get to the top of this hill before we can do anything else. And where the Cardinals end up at the end of this season, I literally have no idea. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. So let's just see what happens. So how's that for a prediction? Okay. So the only thing left, I think for me to do in this episode is to make some random, weird completely uninformed guess at who's going to win the Super Bowl. I have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm going to take a guess. And my guess is, I think it's going to be the Saints and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. And the only reason I'm saying that is I feel like the Saints have a curse where they get so close over and over and over, and they get denied by some weird thing or some small failure somewhere, some breakdown in the system and they get denied. And I think that's going to just keep happening until Drew Brees retires. So that's my pick, Casey over the Saints. In my totally random, meaningless guess at who's going to win the Super Bowl. Because here's the thing. We all have no fucking idea who's going to win the Super Bowl. Anyone telling you who knows who's going to win this or who's going to win that, they're fucking lying to you. They're taking a guess. Obviously, their predictions are guesses, but we really have no idea. And that's why the NFL is so great, because anything can happen on any given Sunday. And it's a cliche, and it's lame and whatever, but it's fucking true. So 
guys, we're here. The start of the season is here. Let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it. Get together with your friends and your family, socially distanced, and watch the games and enjoy yourself. Because as soon as your team plays on Sunday or Monday or whenever, or even tonight, and they disappoint you, up until that point, there's this like magical window of optimism. And let's embrace it. Let's enjoy it without reservation. And that is it for this week's episode of Burn in Hell. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, you can follow me on at AZ on Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up. Tell me what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, and we'll do it up. Take care. Take care.